TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Back in the studio, we are kind of hopping around here uh, from guest to guest. Here for quandaries, back for polls. Okay. Didn't even know that's what we were talking about, did you? Nope. I got a whole bunch of polls here. I talked about some of these last week on the Annie Fry Show. Um, but I wanted to bring them to you because I think they're good snapshots for just issues that Americans are facing. And you do like your polls. I do love polls. I love them. Um, <clears throat> this one is about the ganj. Marijuana, Roy. Mm. A new poll has found that exactly 50% of Americans have tried marijuana at some point in their life. Are you surprised at that number, either low or high? 50%. Um, it's kind of a an, e- an easy number. Eh, half. You know? <laughs> well, well, this is a real Gallup poll, and it's tracked, and that's just where it is now. They started this in 1969 asking this question. I would I would say because I lived a sheltered life and I'm not fun that that would seem high to me except since it's this whole let's make it legal stuff has really picked up a lot of steam that people have tried that's what it is. It's tried, not then actively using. It, I think it might be low. I do too. Yeah. I thought it was low for people who've tried marijuana. Yeah. Especially now. Um, but the, listen to the way that this number has risen. In 1969, when Gallup started asking this question, 4% said they had tried pot. Now, there might be a social stigma there yeah. where they're not answering that question. But in less than a decade, so this is throughout the 70s, the number rose by 20 percentage points to 24% by the end of the 70s. In 1985, 33% said they had tried it. 
2015, we'd make a big jump there to 2015, the number finally breaks 40% for the first time. Hmm. Now, from 2015 to 2023, it is now at 50%. It's only going to rise, right? Yes. It's becoming more normal. It's becoming not just legal, but socially acceptable to talk about getting baked on the weekend right in ways that i never would have experienced even when i was in college which wasn't that long ago right but people openly that i know that i respect are like oh yeah we had some pot brownies i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you just this weekend like just hanging out and they're like yeah like that is that is a new threshold and what i think the only concern i have is that like legally there's a strong case to be made that drug usage should be legal as long as it's not affecting anybody else. Like, there should be very hard parameters around it. But there are people that will argue, hey, if you want to go do psychedelic mushrooms in the comfort of your own home and you're not driving and you're not affecting anybody, if you're a hermit and you're not, you're like, like you're not beating your kids when you get crazy high or something, then that should be legal. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying I understand the argument. Hmm. Like, from a libertarian standpoint. Yeah, definitely from that perspective. <clears throat> but um, overall, and not to cut you off, but overall, do we really want to go down this road? I mean, is this what we're saying? Well, this is the next great movement in America is making people more uh, drug addicted. Or certainly, it will become drug addicted, but at least using drugs. We want to make people more aware that they can use drugs and it's okay. Well, the more we talk about it here, the the more I'm thinking that 50% is way off because I, you know, I'm thinking, okay, how many people have, you know, rolled a dube, you know, but I wasn't even thinking about the edibles. Oh, yeah. Which are probably through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think that's more common now because smoking is a thing, yeah. but edible, eating a gummy. Yeah. That's real easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we're already gone too far gone on that. There's no going back, at least from the marijuana standpoint. Yeah, but it's I mean it's a gateway drug. <laughs> it, it it definitely is because the minute it became legal in Missouri, you start seeing billboards for other drugs that yeah. oh well you you may need this medicinally now. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's just step step step. It's just like the casinos. Like well we'll just allow them to be on riverboats that float down the Mississippi River yeah. and have to take a tour. Well, we won't make them make a tour anymore. Well, you just have to be near water. Well, you know, you got to have – it has to rain on the building once in a while. Like, <laughs> that's that's the progression. That's what this is going to be. Yeah. I think by the time my kids are adults, you're going to see probably more hard drugs legal than ever before because there's already a push for that. Not necessarily right where we're standing, but in, in certain states yeah. – Parts well, the there's, there was. I read an article the other day about Oregon. They're actually starting. Yeah, people who were all for legalizing drugs are like, "Well, wait a minute, we tried it." Oh in, no, I did not see this. Yeah, I'll have to figure out where that was and let you know. But it, but there are there's there's kind of a movement among traditionally liberal or libertarian <laughs> people saying, "Well, maybe this make it all legal wasn't such a good idea." Well, because it just adds to people's problems who already are de- that's like doing drugs isn't dealing with your problem right it's masking the way you feel about it for a little while and then that's what gets addictive about it mm-hmm. and it it also opens the door up for more kids to be doing these things because it's more available right 
And I, I think that we're going to be shocked to find, no, we won't. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be the same thing as anything. We'll yeah. all go, oh, yeah, that does suck. Yeah. And no, nothing will change. We'll just make it more legal because more people got more problems. We'll be old crotchety guys saying, well, I, we told you so. <clears throat> Man, I was an old crotchety guy when I was in my 20s. Yeah, me too. Okay, another poll. CBS News poll analysis looks at how Americans rate the economy through a partisan lens. I don't think there's going to be a huge surprise here <laughs> that when Joe Biden is in office for the last few years, Democrats at about 50% say, you know what, the economy's okay. Yeah. Republicans at about 15%. So, obviously, like we're living in different worlds yeah. that you try to spin your own actual experience based on what you want to be true. Yeah. During Trump. And this is this moves up and down a little bit like it drops off in 2020 because the economy tanks. But generally throughout Trump's term, you had Republicans at about 90% saying, yeah, the economy's pretty good. Democrats at about 60%. So, <clears throat> they weren't they weren't completely saying that it was terrible, but they did not want to acknowledge that right. it was really good. Right. And then during Obama, there is also a split. So it's not as if this is just Democrats denying reality and Republicans. Like, throughout Obama's term, well, I mean, maybe depending on how you read the economy from 2008 to 2016, uh, you saw Republicans generally saying that the economy was getting better, but Democrats saying that it was getting better a lot faster. That's perception. That's somewhat understandable to me Mm -hmm. because it was getting better, but it was just slow. And you kind of did want to see that through your partisan lens a little bit. But here's what surprises me. During W. Bush, Republicans generally said at about 75% throughout most of his term that the economy was pretty good. Democrats at about 40%. This is general, but I, I, I just think there's a little bit of denying reality here going on in probably both directions. But the way that I look at this poll is that if in the last few years you think the economy's pretty good, you're stupid. Yeah. And you're and you're just a partisan. Like you're right. not you're not saying anything about reality. And then when it's really good, well, because it's Trump, I don't think it's good. That's that's ridiculous, right? Right. Anything to add to that? <clears throat> yeah, I think probably a lot of people, my myself included, if if somebody were to ask me about the economy. If I if I sat down and really you know okay let's what what are economic indicators? Most people don't do that. They, yeah. it's it's a it's an all encompassing. How do I generally feel about what, the way my life's going right now? Yeah. Even though the question is economy, I'm going to think about okay how much my economy. Yeah. How yeah. much is gas cost and and food and but generally what do I feel like? And then you've got the the influence of the media playing a role in that it's not just everybody's being objective you're going by what you hear yeah and you know if they're pounding into your head oh bush is terrible the economy's terrible that's going to influence some people but they weren't even able they tried to tell you that the economy they would look for anything they could find that was wrong during trump yeah and there was nothing right until they Literally, the Democrat politicians tanked the economy in 2020 on purpose by shutting it down. They said, here's the economy. It's good. We're going to make it bad. Yes. We're going to give a reason for that, and it's disease. 
Yeah. But that that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> anyway. Well, I think you, your your numbers point out the uniqueness of the Trump presidency and and what how that can even supersede when reality is so powerful, even the media against it. Mm-hmm. Even the Democrats have to acknowledge. To an extent, yeah. but not fully. Here's what's sad. And we'll take a break right after this because I got a whole bunch more I want to come back with. But during George Bush the first, as in H.W. Bush, there was a partisan gap, but it wasn't as wide. So Republicans thought it was at, I don't know, about 50% to it dipped toward the end of his term, where uh, Democrats thought it was more about 25%, which is still a gap, but it's not quite as wide. During Clinton, everybody was almost exactly the same. There was almost no partisan gap during Clinton. So that just says to me that Republicans are at least a little bit more willing to acknowledge economic realities I think than true. spin. Yeah. Not entirely, but a little bit more. Yeah. Um, let's stop there because I got a bunch more of these that I want to talk about with you. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old Roy back with us. We're talking about polls here on Wiggins America. And this one is one we did not get to. So these are polls that I've been looking at for weeks now, just kind of watching and Interested to see how they move, if they move. Half of Americans, old Roy, anticipate a U.S. civil war soon, survey finds. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, I, I, I printed this out in a way that I could read it better. Because when you print out articles, I do this all the time. Uh, it comes with so many ads in them no. that I end up kind of getting rid of the ads. So I can't remember which outlet this was, which is stupid of me because I yeah. deleted it. But it was a very left-leaning outlet. So when I read this to you, you'll hear their spin on the poll. Um, Findings suggest that rising gun violence will spill into the political sphere, driven by conspiracy theories. This is a mainstream outlet, too. Violence can seem to be everywhere in the United States, a political and political violence is in the spotlight with the January 6, 2021 insurrection as oh, Exhibit A. Now, a large study confirms that one in five Americans believe violence motivated by political reasons is, at least sometimes, justified. 
but it doesn't say which party. You can see the lens that they're writing this through, but it, they won't say this kind of stuff. Nearly half, this is the headline again, nearly half expect a civil war, and many say they would trade democracy for a strong leader. A, <laughs> I, I kid you not. A preprint posted today on MedRxIV found, although almost all respondents thought it's more important for the United States to remain a democracy, <clears throat> about 40% said having a strong leader is more important. It does not tell you the party breakdown, which means it's probably not good for them. Yeah. Half expect a civil war in the United States in the next few years. It didn't say when, but just the next few years. Where do you fall on that as far as do you expect a civil war in the United States? No. I mean, <clears throat> in in the... The part of the country that we live in, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people who are very uh, adamant about their Second Amendment rights and just the constitutionality of of our way of living. Who, you know, are just they're just sort of predetermined. They're going to protect themselves and they're what is theirs, and so. I think it's a real stretch to jump to expect a civil war, like an actual well, I think hot war. Look aside from what the article is trying to paint <clears throat> yeah. and just listen to the data in the poll and ask yourself, if, the, if you were asked, do you expect a, a, a civil war in the United States in the next few years, how would you react to that question in a poll? I don't like... See, I don't like polls as much as you because the questions sort of predetermine at least a, a subset of answers, and there, that's too broad of a question. I mean, it would depend if if they just blatantly steal another election and figure out a way to <clears throat> imprison Trump and and just eliminate the wishes of half of or more than half of the country. Um, there's going to be a pushback. I don't think it's going to be, you know, guys getting out their muskets and, you know, running around creating battlefields out of half of the major cities. But <clears throat> I think you could, you could, I could envision almost a cold civil war of some kind of just, just civic disobedience and, and things like that. But uh, there's too much at stake for too many people on both sides to allow an to, actual war war. Yeah. That's uh, concerning just this question. That's where I would land on it mm -hmm. is that I don't think you're going to see two sides declare a war. Right. Because there isn't a there isn't a, a there isn't a Mason Dixon line anymore. Right. There's just it's coastal, it's cities versus rural you know, how would you fight an actual war? The way that it would look to me, I actually would answer this question possibly yes. Mm. I don't, It would depend on more factors. Like, what are yeah. you asking here? Right. But if I just had to answer it, I would say, yeah, that's possible, but it's not going to look like the Civil War or even a traditional war at all. Right. It will look like chaos. Mm -hmm. It'll just look like chaotic mess in the streets of <clears throat> people uh, fighting each other. And so much of it's digital now 
that I, it's almost like the digital yelling just gets louder, and then you have oppression from big sources trying to just stifle people, which is actually what we're already seeing and but doing. I, I think you could see people in <coughs> positions of authority and public servants kind of being forced into picking a side mm-hmm. to where it's it's grown beyond just public discourse to like we've seen glimpses of it with sheriffs saying they're not going to enforce certain gun laws or something you know you're gonna you would probably see more of that yeah i mean that's a good example of of laws being passed that certain parts of the country just go no yeah i'm not gonna do it i mean the, the the surprising one that we're seeing right now is the actual administration in the white house disobeying Supreme yeah. Court orders, um, just saying they're not going to follow them or they're going to do an end around. This is one I meant to bring this up with you, but we're going to not have time that the Biden administration has issued guidelines for getting around the Supreme Court affirmative action case. Have you seen that? No. That, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that, they, they are racists. They're just coming out and saying, we want you to be racist in academia. Here's how you can still do it. I know that the, the, and so it's not just like that's morally wrong. They're also legally going against the Supreme Court order. Now you could say, well, no, no, they're not really. They're actually just finding those Dr. J loopholes that we talked about. Uh, they're, they're finding those little caveats that they could still use. But ultimately, the spirit of what the Supreme Court said is you can't use race to allow people into your school anymore. Right. That is unconstitutional and wrong. And we overturn it. Well, uh, Obama really oh. sort of kicked up the level of of let's just the the separation of powers is inconvenient for what I want to do, and so we'll figure out ways to bypass it. And that's just continuing now with Biden and and his administration, and it it, it needs to get corralled or or it could get way out of hand. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, last one. Trump's indictments might be hurting him, just not in the primary polls. Now, this is from 436, or sorry, 538. <laughs> just numbers, who cares? Mm-hmm. 538's national polling. Uh, it's Nate Silver. He's pretty famous poller. Um, Trump has a record high lead in the GOP primary pools. Po- polls, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> but his favorability ratings are taking a hit. What do you think about this? Do you... Is there any truth to this? Because when I look at the numbers, the headlines say one thing and the numbers say another. They say Trump's net favorability rating among Republicans fell from plus 57 to plus 55. That's not a huge drop. And also, that's the kind of stuff that you see just in normal polling yeah. moves. So writing the headline is is a little bit deceiving in my opinion. But it's, it, is a, it is a concern if you're voting for Trump in the primary – if you have gotten a little more steely about doing that even because of these things, which I kind of have, is it going to hurt him in the general? Because that's my biggest concern right now. You can make that argument any election, any year, and any time in history. I mean, you're always, the numbers are going to be different. And that's why historically politicians have campaigned differently in the primary. And then they soften for the general because there's an, you're, pooling from a larger uh, pond pond and <laughs> so yes 
<coughs> his his current numbers for the primary are way elevated because you're basically looking at people who already support him or at least support the party that he mm-hmm. represents. So, yeah, he'll take a dip in the general, but not because of this stuff. If anything, they've gone way too far. And even the the independents and even some Democrats are like, all right, another indictment, really? You know, this is it. They already have their opinion of Trump as a person. Yeah. Nobody's like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. I haven't made my mind up yet. So favorability would, I think, could actually go up out of sort of, in a weird way, uh, a sympathy for, all right, they're just throwing everything at this guy. I don't like him, but this is this is beyond. And, and As a polling guru, yeah. I can tell you that oddly... Um, you're not necessarily seeing that with total numbers yet, but you are seeing it with demographic groups. I've been mm. watching polling on this, and and the craziest thing, now the Latin vote in general is just moving toward Republicans, but mm. also toward Trump. Um, that's been happening since 2015, though. That's not really because of indictments. That's just happening. Yeah, I remember talking to you about that. And it's still moving. Then. Like yeah. every, every year that goes by, it's actually moving more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually very encouraging for you know, Republicans. <laughs> um, but the number that you've seen affected the most by the indictments, and this is polling that is ac- – it's not in front of me, so I can't quote you, but the numbers have moved the most among black men concerning the indictments. They'll ask, does this make you like or dislike Trump more or whatever? And they'll ask lot, lots of people, wide variety. Mm-hmm. The movement that you've seen the most is among black men. And they're, they're, you could theorize in the articles that I read do, they say they actually look at the guy as persecuted now and say, mm. uh, I like him more because he is being held down by the system. Mm. And um, you're not only seeing that in polling, you're see- I'm seeing this in like undercurrents of articles, like deep stuff, that Democrats are actually pretty concerned about that number. Mm. Now, it hasn't changed their playbook no. <laughs> at all. Um, but it, it could if it continues. And also, last point to make before we have to close out here. Yeah. I think it's too early for any of this to really matter. We're, we're so far away from the general and the news cycle moves so fast that really it's the same thing as Russia collusion. They're trying to paint an overall picture that this guy is a criminal. So I want to stay away from him. And all it takes is I'm just trying to get 5,000 people in Arizona to not show up for Trump. I'm just trying to get right. 4,000 people in Michigan to not show up for them. That's all they're trying to do. They don't care about us in Illinois or Missouri yeah. or California or wherever. Mm-hmm. They care about just enough people in five states to just in, tarnish in them enough. county in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they care about. That or trying to keep him off the ballot if you can criminalize him you know if you can actually put him in jail then all right then we've done a good job here yeah final thoughts before we end um i no (laughs) 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 hey that's why we have you on the show yeah because you think deep I do. And you give the truth. If you don't have anything going on up here, you will let us know. It's gone. It's empty. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back.
This happened a couple weeks ago. Been holding on to it because, as I said a couple weeks ago also, there's a solution to this problem. And it's right in front of our eyes. Politicians, you, listen. Because you could, you could spearhead this and you can own it. You don't even have to attach my name to it. If you didn't hear me talking about it a couple weeks ago, I'm going to tell you. Here's the story first. 50 people raid a California mall in a massive smash and grab. A crowd of nearly 50 people dressed in hoodies and masks stormed a Los Angeles Nordstrom department store over the weekend, stealing tens of thousands of dollars in merchandise. Or in other words, three pairs of jeans. Hey, you didn't know you were going to get the comedy in this story, but there it is. Nordstrom's expensive, that's the joke. A group of thieves not only acted out the smash and grab at the store, but also attacked security guards with bear spray, and Los Angeles Police Department shared this all. So, my, first of all, I'm rather impressed. I can't even get 10 people together at any given moment, let alone 50. 50 people getting together to do anything is, that, is, a, pretty, is a pretty strong accomplishment in and of itself. So i got to give them credit for that. What they did with the 50 people once they got together, not a huge fan of that. The incident went down at the Topanga Mall. Top- <laughs> I didn't know that there was a mall named after the character in Boy Meets World. Topanga? Is that how you pronounce that? The incident went down at the Topanga Mall at approximately 4 p.m. last Saturday. So this is two weeks ago now. According to the police, the thieves made off with luxury bags and clothing items after leaving behind a path of destruction. I can only imagine 50 people in hoodies and masks running through the mall. Now, the left would probably say, well, it's at least they were wearing masks. A footage from the scene quickly... It's a lot of comedy in this. I didn't expect this. I'm sorry about that. Footage from the scene quickly made its way online, showing the havoc in store as the thieves knocked over fixtures and mannequins while destroying display cases and leaving employees looking helpless. After dashing through aisles and taking $60,000 to $100,000 worth of merchandise. Man, have you ever shopped at Nordstrom? It really is expensive. So you could, you could rack up a bill pretty quick there. The crowd fled the scene in several cars, including BM, a BMW and a Lexus, the cops said. Police shared that at least one guard was hit with bear spray and needed treatment from paramedics who responded to the, to the mall. To criminals, it's just property taken, the Los Angeles Police Department said in a statement. To those who live in the area and patronize the Topanga Mall is a loss of feeling safe. There's a lot more that it goes into here, but I just keep wanting to make Topanga jokes now. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I, I said before, I have the solution to this kind of thing because what's happening now is that clearly, I mean, with 50 people, I don't know that happen, having a couple of security guards is really going to do much. You might be able to tackle one of them, take out two or three max. But the trouble is, they don't even really tell these people to do anything anymore. I mean, if you're an employee of a store, the liability associated with even trying to stop a criminal... The the viral video that was going on also probably a couple weeks ago now was the one with the guy... I think he was Seek, S-I-K-H, S-I-H-K, I don't know how to spell it, uh, the religion that wears the turban, uh, Indian religion. It was two of those guys who were running a convenience store. I think this was in New York. And uh, there was a guy that just walks behind the counter and starts dumping cigarette boxes into a trash can. And he's just going to steal. And he's not even trying to pretend 
like he's armed. I mean, he's just like, hey, I'm going to steal all this and I'm going to walk out knowing that you're not going to do anything. Well, is it any surprise that you're talking about deep blue areas and especially in deep blue states like California and New York? This is happening the worst, San Francisco, of course. But these are like the darkest blue areas of deeply blue states. The trouble is, as I read this story about 50 people walking through this Nordstrom, terrorizing it, what happens in California happens next in America, typically. Hopefully that's not the case, because then we'll have people fleeing the country like crazy like they are in California. That would be bad. But usually trends do start in California, and then they move here to the rest of the country. My hope is that this isn't one of them. But here's how to stay away from that trend. Here's how to stay ahead of it. I've said this before. Politicians, listen up. Here's a solution. If companies are worried about their liability with hurting a criminal, you know, we're to the crazy state where uh, the old story where a guy is trying, and it's, I think it's a true story, guy was trying to break into a house and fell through a window, like a skylight, fell on a knife and sued the couple that he was stealing from. That's the state that we're in with theft, that we've made so many laws to protect the victim that the companies, the people who are the actual victim in this case, <laughs> victim, I said victim as if the, the person stealing is the victim. Well, we, that's, we victimized them is my point. But the victim really is the store. Now, you may not like big corporate America or whatever. Uh, I got my own problems with corporate America. But you can't support the people who are just walking in and stealing from stores. Have you lost your mind? Here's how you do that, politicians. I said, listen up. Here's what it is. You go to those companies. You find out what are the laws that they're so afraid of. What are the laws that people can sue under? What gives them protection? What gives the criminal protection? And you announce publicly and boldly, brazenly, that you are going to reverse those laws. Now, you don't want to trample on civil liberties, but you do want to make a clear and loud statement to criminals and to companies that in this state, let's say it's Missouri, in this state, you will not get away with that. We are giving every right possible to the stores, to the employees, to maybe the, the guards, to do what they can to physically stop you from stealing. Take charge of that because I think it would be very popular, not just Republican popular. I think this would be hugely popular across the board. And I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it because I really want somebody to grab this and go, yeah, that makes sense. Why don't we Governor Ron DeSantis this thing and make sure that the laws are benefiting the people who they need to benefit and coming down on the people that we need to come down on. Uh, you just need some outside-the-box thinking. I think this is one of those. All right, short break. We'll be right back. Personal story to end the show today. So my wife, Katie, is an English teacher. She just got back from Cambridge, England. She flew into London for a week right before school started. So this was about a week and a half ago. And uh, she loved it. She was with about nine other, so ten total teachers. So it was a professional development thing, learning some stuff about the history of certain authors that come from Cambridge. Cambridge is a very, very famous university. Beautiful place. Kind of touristy now, apparently. But uh, the university is not as much as the town is. She got to see the first... Like, took her into a vault. I guess it's something that they don't always do. 
She got to see the first New Testament in English ever written in probably the early 1500s, massive book, handwritten. It was the first translation to English from the New Testament. I mean, that's literally like the basis of all of Western civilization she's looking at right there. That's pretty neat. But the reason I tell this story is because with these nine people, 10 total people, you know, they're educators, so I would say generally they lean left, but I didn't really know. And she didn't know. And she said, for the most part, nobody brought up politics on this trip. They were talking about school and they were talking about things. But you spend a week with people and you get to know them and things come up, even if they're trying to stay away from those topics. And so she told me candidly, and now I'm telling you on the radio, I don't know if I should do this. I'm doing it anyway. She said, Ryan, I think there were a total of maybe two conservatives there aside from me, but nobody really said anything. It was like one topic came up one time, and I'll share that in a minute, that made her think that maybe two of them are conservatives. And then in that same topic, and one other time, three of them seemed leftist, which left four people that she just had no idea. So... If you take that number, I I love this story because it kind of condenses America into 10 people. And I think it's pretty indicative, actually. You condense all of America into 10 people. So four of them did not even give any indication that they were interested in politics at all. Three of them seemed to be conservative, but they didn't want to make a big deal about it. And they didn't really even tip their hand much, except on one thing. And then three of them were, look like they lean left, but of those three, one of them was vocal. Is that not a cross-section of America right now? So let me tell you about the one, and then I'll tell you about the other ones. The one who was vocal on this trip, get this, now she didn't say this is how I knew he was a leftist. She said this guy was a gay art professor in San Francisco. And I said, oh, well, you probably know his politics. She said, no, 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 I didn't didn't know at all. But she said at one point they'd all, and they all became good friends on this trip, which is great because if you're going to spend a week with some strangers, good thing they were nice. Um, She said on this trip, nobody really brought anything up and everybody was getting along and they would go to pubs in town and stuff. And they all just had a good time when they weren't at the, at the conferences. And he said at one point, he goes, oh, thank God you guys are, are fun and not Trump supporters. And she thought, wow, what a weird sentence. Because they, most of them, like I said, had not brought up politics at all. In fact, I think generally the conversation, even that she said somebody kind of tipped their hand, that, that wasn't even with the whole group. So this guy had no idea what the politics of most of them were, but just assumed that because he liked them, that they must be liberal. Now that is living in a bubble. So you think you, you, people will will say, oh, you're conservative, you're Midwest, you kind of live in a bubble. No, you do not. In fact, I don't really even hear that criticism a lot. It's kind of a straw man on my part because I don't get the whole, well, you live in a bubble thing that much. But there really are people in the United States who live in a leftist bubble. They choose their media, which is fine, but they also don't even in regular interaction with people interact with anybody who's outside of their political mindset. 
which I do all the time, even though I work here, and I'm sure you do. But he just assumed that because they were cool, that they must not support Trump. How sheltered do you have to be to assume that that your politics project onto anybody as likability? That's awful. But the other story is that the couple people who did tip their hand on one issue, get this, that university is either going into or they're in the middle of a strike. So the, the professors are wanting more pay, and so they're striking, but they don't strike the way that we do in America. Maybe their labor laws are different or their contracts are different. I don't know which, but they want the government to pay them more money. So instead of doing the strike that we do, which is you just stop, you don't work, uh, you put everything on hold, that's an effective way to strike. They don't do that. They just don't give grades to any of their kids. So they, and maybe it's because of contracts, like they're obligated to work, but they've found this way around it where if they don't give grades to the kids, then there's pressure on the government to give them what they want so that the kids can go on and grad. The kids literally cannot graduate. So I think this is ongoing because I think she said that there are kids that have graduated even within the last year who don't have a diploma and can't go on into the job market because they don't, they can't prove that they graduated. So they're holding these kids hostage ultimately. And a couple of the people on that said, I disagree with that practice. And, and a couple of the others said, well, I, I, I support the workers here. I support the workers. And, and the, the two people said, it's not that we don't support workers. It's that we disagree with their methods. I don't like the fact that they're holding these kids hostage to get what they want from the government was essentially what he said. And he said, she said one other time, this one guy and girl kind of agreed on something that he, she said, I bet they're conservative. So it, that was just amazing to me because the liberals didn't care about the kids. They didn't. They just cared about my rights, get my stuff. And the conservatives seemed to be a little bit more understanding of the situation, but saying, I don't think that's the right way to do it. Just thought I'd close with that. Take it for what you will. This is Wiggins America. We'll see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
hearts. <laughs>